Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips brought to you by the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. I'm Carter, and I'm here with Luke, and it's Monday night <laughs> again. We're both tired as hell, and we're just fucking cold. <laughs> we're back. What else is new? That's right, dude. That's right. All right, man. Let's jump right into it. Not to count, not to count your eggs, right? But in the event that you are successful this fall in your hunting endeavors, right? And you and I have several trips lined up. Um, let's talk. Let's talk processing a little bit. And you're kind of like the king of processing and butchering. I've I've learned a lot from you over the years. I don't know if I'm the king, but I've made a lot of mistakes and I've, I've had a lot of mishaps and I've, you know, not done things the right way. So I've learned from that. So, you know, through, and I've had the, you know, fortune of living on a farm where I killed a lot of whitetails. So it gives you, you know, you do it a lot and then pigs, I've butchered a lot of pigs. And so it's just repetition. And so for a lot of folks that don't either, you know, if you're hunting out West, you might kill one or two animals a year on a good year. You know, if you're not going down to Texas and killing pigs, if you're not going to the East Coast and being able to kill, you know, six or 12 or whatever fucking whitetails you can kill out there, it can be a little bit, you kind of forget. I remember when I first started hunting, it's like every time I would gut a deer, I felt like I did it differently. Every time I skinned a deer, you know, it's just, you don't have that repetition to really build it in. And, and then same with like your kit and your gear and like taking care of it and prepping all that. And so like building out, you know, you should be, I look at, you know, butchering like I look at anything else you know I've got different uh, loadouts and different things that I utilize uh, depending on what the hunt is am I going backcountry am I hunting from you know base camp where I can you know be have a vehicle and dump everything out am I hunting from a cabin do I have you know what what are the amenities that I have and you kind of build up from there that's also like going to be the the difference in what you actually how far you break down the animal how far you're doing you know each level of it so if I know I'm going out and I'm hunting out of the truck and I'm driving in excuse me, I'll bring my entire kind of butchering set to include my little grinder that I have, because if I've got the time and I, and you kill something early, it's really nice to actually get everything prepackaged and set right there in camp, get it in the cooler, get it on ice and then come home and then have it. Because sometimes I've, I've been kind of shitty where you come home from a long hunt and you're smoked and you, you got those quarters sitting there and you're like, oh, leave them in the cooler. And then you're like, did I leave them too long in that cooler? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, just kind of being disciplined with it, I think is really key and having a plan for what you're going to do based on kind of the amenities and the availability, right? Are, am I quartering this in the field? Um, am I doing a cow hunt where I know I don't need a cape? Is it a doe hunt? Is it, am I potentially going to have horns? Am I, you know, I know I'm doing a Euro mount. Am I going to do something like just knowing what you're going to do ahead of time and then planning accordingly, Cause I know that I've, and I've seen and I've been around and talked to guys where it's like, they get something down and they're like, now what? And you never want to be in that position. Yeah. I've been in that position plenty of times <laughs> and <laughs> fucking just, you know, scrambling. It shouldn't be a surprise, right? When you kill something on a hunt, like that's the whole fucking point. And then just scrambling afterwards, like, Oh my God, where are my knives? Where am I just disheveled? Right. Where am I going to hang this thing up? I remember at our house in college, like, looking for a tree branch in the yard, like where can we string this thing up and, you know, putting multiple ratchet straps together to like hang this thing while we gutted it. Like, cause we were so ill prepared. We were just like, Oh, we're going hunting in the morning. Right. And then someone actually killed a deer and we're like, Oh boy. All right. Now we got to do something with this. We didn't have a game plan and that's gotten better. Right. Having a designated kill kit, I think is really important. It's my mind is in the same spot in my shop for, for when I hunt at the house. Right. It's there, Ziploc baggy, good to go. 
outdoor edge knives, plenty of plenty of extra blades, you know, pair of gloves, big, bigger knife, my uh, HOE Fenrir, shout out to Stan 2 Blade, which is great for brisket, brisket work and that heavy getting the hide off, that kind of thing. So my kill kit's there. And then same thing for when I travel for hunts as well. I have a designated kill kit. I know where it is in my pack now that I've made that mistake plenty of times searching for it after we've killed something. One of the best tips I learned last year, my first experience, I was in Hawaii last year hunting Axis. My first experience actually caping something was last year. And, uh, you know, like you said, having a plan with like, what are you going to do with the horns if you kill something, especially if you're flying? Got to have that shit figured out before you get back. And it's, it's not really butchering, but you still need to have a plan. I was given this tip, which makes a lot of sense now, but like practice caping on all of your does. Mm-hmm. That's a, that was a brilliant tip. Cause I was like, I don't want to screw this up. Right. I flew halfway across the world to come shoot this thing. I don't want to mess this up on the face, right. Of your mount. Um, so I had my, my buddy Stu's dad did it for me and he was like, buddy, you know what you need to do is cash in all 10 of those doe tags this fall and practice on every single one of those. And that made a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I practice on hogs. Um, one, because I, you know, I pretty much like to euro every boar I kill if he's got decent cutters. And I used to just like not give a shit, right? You're just like cutting them off and, you know, whatever. It's a pig, right? And you're just like getting the, and then I, a couple, probably a couple years ago, I was like, you know, I should start really working on meticulously actually working on because it's weird. And, and then it's a little bit different. Like a pig's nose is obviously different than deer's, but you're basically peeling it all off the same way. You know, you're coming up in the cheek and you're, you're cutting up and you're, you're peeling as you go and you're making sure you're doing these like little cuts because it's so easy to cut through the face. And, um, you know, if, if it's a one of those and that's why most guys, if it's a, you know, once in a lifetime buck or bull, they just leave the, the head on and they don't they don't take it off. But that's a significantly more weight, especially when you're talking about an elk that you're bringing out. Um, cause if not, you can just do the, you know, kind of the little V's saw at the horns and actually just take the horns, leave the skull and you don't have to pack the skull out. And so it's just kind of shooter preference, right? Know what you want to do and what your goals are, right? There's very few animals that I'm going to do a full mount because I look at that money and it's like, I'd rather roll that into another hunt or better gear. I don't really care about the animal on the wall so much. I like full mounts and sure there's a couple animals that if I ever killed a big enough one, I would, but for me, I, the most part, I know I'm going to do a Euro, right? So I don't really care about the the hide. And so I don't care about, you know, the basically, I just know I'm going to be getting the skull every time. And so look, being meticulous with that, I think is really important and having that plan ahead of time. And then taking it, this is another thing. There's nothing worse than when you go to gut your, an animal and you pull out, I, dude, I'm like embarrassed to even say this out loud, but you like pull your knife out and it's got blood on it from like last year. And you're like, oh my yeah. God. Or like, yeah. you know, it's not sharp and you're like, yeah. oh did I yep. really do that? No, I did not do that. You know, so making sure you actually like take care of your equipment at the end of the season, it's where those gear shakedowns, those gear layouts, like pull all your stuff out, clean everything up, put your knives, like put your rifles away, clean, put your knives away sharp. Like it's that simple. Make sure your shit's taken care of because there's not like your tents, make sure your tents are dry, aired out, not mildewed. Make sure your sleeping bags are aired out. We talked about this on the gear episode, but it all comes back to the same shit. Make sure you're taking care of your gear and your stuff because there's nothing worse. And I've done it. And you're like, does anybody got a fucking whetstone? Like I, I have a dull ass knife and I'm trying to, you know, skin out a deer and it's, it's miserable. So just making sure you, you care for your stuff. And then if you're very inexperienced, you know, there's a 
several resources out there. Look up videos, pay attention. Like you can learn the same basics. And then also haven't like, I really believe in like <laughs> pay the 200 bucks to go down and kill some pigs and then sit there with the guides and have them teach you how to gut them. Like that's the best way to learn. Like you're paying the money, you get the pig meat, you kill the pig. There's, and then you learn how to do it if you're going to go out and hunt solo. And that's like the best opportunity to like try new things is on hogs because they're cheap and they're everywhere. Yeah. That helped me a ton when you kind of helped me with that process back in February down at triple M and I don't know what it was. It's just like, I know what I'm doing. I know the process. It's just a confidence thing. Right. And getting that confidence and to just like do it, not being, not having to be talked through it every single time is huge. Yeah. A hundred percent, you know, and I was the, I was the exact same. I remember I, like, I remember asking Evan because Evan was with me when I killed my first two deer. He taught me on the first one, told me to fuck myself on the second one. And, you know, he answered some questions. And then like the next year I killed one and he was like, I asked him a question. He was like, I already taught you this. Like figure the fuck out. I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do, you know? And like, that's kind of how it is until you've done it so many times that you just, you know, and then when you watch, there's nothing cooler, I think, than when you watch like a professional like guy that like processes deer when he can do everything with one fluid motion, right? He does his cuts and like, everything is just like kind of perfect. And I always try to do that. There's different, you learn different little tricks for how to do those cuts and everything. But some of it's just repetition and just knowing where the muscle groups are, follow the muscle lines, you know, um, when you're doing your butchering, if you, if you follow the muscle lines, go to the bone and then just peel from there. Like you got to do a ring around each muscle group, you know, like at the hip, uh, up at the, the shanks, you know, same thing at the shoulders and then just follow the muscle group, go to the bone and then just peel from there. You really can't fuck it up. And like worst case, just grind it. It's yeah. Not that, it's not that serious, really. Exactly. Pay the money. Get a good grinder. Yep. A hundred percent. I just ground uh, a bunch of meat. So I think I'm going to grind a lot more. I, I, I always do too many roasts. And like I like a roast, but it's not something I want to eat every night, especially venison because it's so lean, you know. And so I think I need to grind far more roasts, especially when I know I'm going to kill you know, four, five, six animals, because inevitably, you know, I burn through my grind, I burn through the steaks and the back straps, and then I look and it's like, I've got 40 pounds of roast in there. And I'm like, Ugh, do I really want to eat this? <laughs> like, well, your, your grind is good if you're trying to, like, if you're tracking macros and you're trying to hit protein goals, the grind is fast, man. It's fast. It's way faster. And you can and measure you can weigh it. It's easy. Dude, one of my, I've been going Mateo Salsa. Uh, half a pound of ground venison and then half a cup of cottage cheese. I know you don't like cottage cheese, but oh, you you do. It's yeah, who, who, somebody else. I mean, there's somebody who hates the consistency. Oh, Derek, Derek, I think is the one that hates the consistency. Anyways, so you melt all that shit down, dude. That shit's crazy macros. It's like 72 grams of protein. It's awesome. There's your pro tip. Yep, pro tip: butchering in a quick meal. Well, what animals are already starting to hit the ground, man. Uh, I've been seeing them on Instagram. I think old Kiefer shot one tonight, which is pretty exciting. And Savannah, who was on the podcast very recently, killed a freaking thumper muley in velvet this past weekend. So I'm excited to see everybody's uh, success in the field moving forward. Dude, who was it? Was it Jerry that killed that big-ass bull on the team? Let me find this thing. No, Justin. It was Justin, not Jerry. Sorry. Justin Carter. Yeah. Shout out to Justin, man. He killed a nice bull. That thing is 
Yeah, I'm jealous. We'll see. We'll see. Our, we, we're not going to get to elk hunt for a few months. We're not going to fourth rifle, but I got antelope coming up. You've got whitetail. I'm stoked. It's time. It's time to put some shit on the ground. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Cool. I mean, that's all I got. Prep your gear. Have a plan. It's hard to like teach, talk through, you know, tactics for butchering. But for the most part, just make sure your knives are sharp. Make sure. Oh, bags. Okay. This is another one that I fucked up so many times. Make sure you restock your game bags, not your game bags, excuse me, your freezer bags for your, uh, for your fucking, uh, back sealers. Yeah. I'm going to order some tonight. Dude, that's the worst too. When you've got like meat laid out and you're like, God damn, I got to run to fucking Walmart or, you know, Bass Pro or wherever. And you're just like, oh my gosh, like I'm out of bat, you know. You always got like the enough to get like it's too small for anything left on the bottom of the roll, and you're like motherfucker. So yeah, make sure you just check your shit. I mean, I've done that so many times. If you're running, if you're running uh, the vac sealer, which I highly recommend, I think it's the best way. I've done the saran wrap, I've done butcher paper, I've done saran wrap and butcher paper, I've done freezer bags, and I've done vac seal, and I think vac seal is the best. Go wash your knives, you bums. And order, some and order some vacuum bags. As soon as I get off this, I'm going to go check all my blades. <laughs> Scrub the dried blood off of them from last year. I didn't hunt last year, so that's two years old dried blood. <laughs> cool, dude. I appreciate it. Listeners, as always, appreciate the hell to you guys. Good luck this season. Keep us up to date, and we'll talk to you next week. And if you guys listen to this on Tuesday morning... This is the last day for the Labor Day sale, up to 50% off site-wide. Uh, it ends at 12 p.m., so noon Mountain Standard Time, which is 2 o'clock Eastern Time. All right, so go ahead and take advantage of this. Last chance uh, for – we won't do run a sale probably until Black Friday. So go ahead – we definitely won't. So go ahead, and, and we've got to clear out some of this old inventory. We're out of room. we got no fucking room. Uh, we got the fall drop that's inbound showing up in about six days and i need to clear some space so please go buy some shit if you appreciate what we do on this podcast just support us it's 50 percent off we're literally making like zero money on it i just need it out of my fucking warehouse so thanks guys